Welcome to Saltivation. The Saltivation Show is a podcast series featuring the leading voices in salt, where we talk about the issues and strategies to help you make sense of state and local tax. Hi, I'm Tram. This is Judy and Connie. We're here from the Saltivation's Tax Ops team, and we're going to talk about the sales and use tax uh, transaction system in Colorado. Yep. So first we're gonna talk about what is it? Cause I think a lot of people don't know what it is. And we've obviously, we well, two of us live and work in Colorado. Tram lives in Texas, but she used to live in Colorado and is familiar with Colorado law, given that she went to law school here in Colorado. But um, we, uh, it's been a system that's been put in place uh, to work with the state of Colorado in order for the home rule cities of Colorado to have one point of filing and registration. So you can file all your taxes in one place through Colorado Revenue Online. So what that means is we have 70 home rule cities that have separate filings in each separate city on their websites and whatever, or filing via snail mail that you would send those returns off to 70 times plus the state. So it's a lot more difficult to comply in Colorado because you have more jurisdictions than any other state, which is more than the entire country, quite honestly, 71 with the home rules in the state. So now it'll be one system of rector where you can file all your filings, your your licenses and all that. And so Connie, what is our what is the home rules? What is a home rule? Do you think explain that to our viewers? Yeah, so home rural cities, uh, we've got about 70, as Judy mentioned. Um, these are these are jurisdictions that have decided to branch off from the state and they administer their own taxes. So they oftentimes have different rules, different taxability, different rates. And so it's almost like a completely different jurisdiction to pay attention to. So it creates a lot of administrative difficulties for taxpayers who are trying to comply with all various rules and and filing requirements and that sort of thing um, when they're all different all across the state. Right, and then SUTS is supposed to at least put some process around that to say you don't have to have 71 filings, right? And you don't have to have 71 registrations. You can do it all in one portal, the SUTS portal, and then activate with each of the individuals electronically so all your money and your information will get remitted by the state to the various cities of our state so that your filings can be done. So that should ease some administration for taxpayers because what we find happens typically is people don't bother to register in the home rural cities of Colorado. They only register in the larger ones like Denver or Boulder, Colorado or Thornton is a larger city or Aurora, Colorado Springs. Those seem to be our larger jurisdictions, more populous in the state. So people comply sometimes with them, but don't realize that Decono is a whole rural city. Has anybody heard of Decono? I think 10,000 people live there, so you probably haven't. But it happens to be a home rural city. Aspen is a home rural city. Breckenridge is a home rural city. Vail, Steamboat, Winter Park. Those of you who like to ski, you probably heard of those places, but they are home rural cities. And they have their own tax rules and their own license requirements and their own registration process. So it makes it complicated. So people are like, I'm not going to bother to register there because it's just one more difficult thing for me to do as a small business. I can't do it. But now the SUT system is going to make that administration simpler, hopefully. But we want to make you aware of some of the traps that we're finding with regards to that. There's a lot of media going out there to get you to register. And this is awesome. Can you hear my dogs bark? <laughs> yeah, no, they're excited about this too. And hopefully- What you know, is happening? All of a sudden, something's <laughs> happening. They're all running to the front door. Anyway, um, so Tram, why don't you talk about what that means from the sets? Like who's in the system of the 70? Where are we going with that? Yeah, so I guess in terms of how it logistically works, right? As 
cities agree, right, to participate in this streamlined sales and use tax transaction system, you know, they have to go through this process of agreeing, right, with this this initiative and signing on, agreeing to say, yes, we will allow our taxpayers to join in on the system and, you know, have all their taxes filed and remitted through that one system. But before they get there, they have to sign the agreement with um, under SUTS with the state of Colorado. And then after they sign that agreement, logistically, I think, you know, the taxpayers have to, uh, you know, they have to figure out how to even enroll. And I think that is kind of the challenge at this point because we, you know, truly don't know how it's going to roll out because not all cities are on sets. I think uh, we have, you know, 17 out of the 71 cities that haven't signed on or haven't finalized their agreement to participate. So I think that get can get pretty complicated at this point if there are taxpayers who are interested and ready to sign on and make right. it less complicated. Right. And I think that's the thing that we've struggled with is the push and pull of like which cities are on, keeping track of it. By no stretch is it linear. Like the A cities got them first and the B cities. It's not like that at all. It's over the map of like which cities are in, where are you doing business? So it's really hard for us to figure out how can we just set at one time or do we have to do a piecemeal approach? And it seems like at this point, we're still doing a piecemeal approach. And I guess I would say, as frustrating as that is to me sometimes, you know, it takes time for government to connect, right? So we have the agreement process. Then we have to actually make it work. So transactionally and from a cyber perspective, the back end needs to work whereby the state system interacts with the city system. They need to ingest all that data, put it in their system for filing in order to reconcile it to taxpayer records, in order to make sure the money gets allocated to the right account. Think about it as a bank account. You know, you have an account with the city, the state's getting the money. How do I get your my money, right? And how do I make sure that's that taxpayer is compliant? So that's a logistical issue, a hurdle that this cities have to overcome and they don't have a ton of resources some of these large smaller cities like I mentioned to Kono you know who's the IT person making sure it all happens so that's another challenge just having the resources to dedicate the time to connect the systems from a perspective that you and I will never see so it will be seamless to a taxpayer so that's part of it um, so that's where we're seeing some challenges with actually getting automated into sets so we were hoping for a July 1 live date right but we don't have every city in there yet. So we're struggling as practitioners and advising our clients about how to register. So it's important to talk to an expert before you go out and register in all these cities through sets and make sure you understand who the cities are and references. In fact, the DR 1002 is a taxpayer document put out for the Colorado Revenue, Colorado Department of Revenue puts this out. And it's a great way for you to see all our cities and counties and the rates and their phone numbers and all that good stuff. Cause it's right out there for public consumption. It is updated, I believe twice a year. And then there's a DR 800, which talks about all the statutory cities and their little location code numbers. That's another thing. Each city has a special coding so that the money gets allocated to the right bucket on your return, which is something we went to a destination filing several years ago, where you had to activate a lot of cities outside of where you were actually located, maybe Denver. But now you did have to activate some of the other cities that are what we call statutory, meaning state collected. So. That's another challenge that we're worried that taxpayers won't understand. And then also, what about the historic nexus, Connie? What do you think about that in lieu of, you know, if you've already been doing business in a city but never filed there? 
Yeah, so SUDS raises an interesting concern for taxpayers who are, may have done business, um, may have had one sale to somebody in Decono. They never registered. They didn't think they had to register, but there's all this period of time where they didn't have, a, they didn't file, they didn't register and collect or remit the tax. They probably owe the tax to Decono. And so if you register SUDS uh, using your prospective registration date going forward from today, say, there could be a historic nexus issue. Um, and so we're just concerned that taxpayers may be audited or there may be some some issues raised with that where there could be some big money involved with that. So for the taxpayers that had the you know historic nexus, so the risks are you know getting audited or you know the the city coming back and and really asking for additional information as to their activities in that city. So you know the the risk there is that you know they have some past liability and the penalties and interest of course tacked on that. So kind of get in front of that is really important, right? In, in terms of knowing that hey, we're going to sign on to the system, but also understand kind of what exposure and risks lie, right, with your activities is really important, right, to, in making that decision. So I think for taxpayers who, you know, they, they do have that historic nexus, but the risk is very low, you know, you may advise as to say, hey, this this is coming. This you might have this on the table, so you may just go ahead and come forth, right, with that city and say, hey, look, we've had nexus. Here's you know the tax, and please forgive us, you know, for the late registration. And I think generally our experience with working with these cities are they're very happy, right, with taxpayers who come yep. forth and and voluntarily, um, you know, disclose their liability. So I feel like that is like probably the best way to to approach you know, some of these historic nexus issues. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended, nor should it be relied upon as legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. You should consult with a competent professional to discuss specifics of your situation and the applicability of the information presented.